Hello, world, and welcome to the For Your Best Self podcast. It's Dr. Slugin. Today, I'm proud and pleased to discuss one of my main areas of expertise as a uh, cosmetic dermatologist, aesthetic skin injectables. And this is part two of a series of two podcasts. This episode is going to cover frequently asked questions, 2022. 21 trends um, and some specific techniques such as the Y lift and MD codes. Um, And then I also want to talk about some treatment areas um, such as the lips. So let's get in, let's get right into some frequently asked questions. Um, And I want to address the elephant in the room. Should I get skin fillers if I'm getting the COVID vaccine and vice versa? Um, and that's this is question is based on uh, the news that rarely uh, facial fillers um, have swelled after vaccination. There were three patients in the Moderna vaccine trial that had uh, facial filler swelling. Uh, two of them had uh, cheek swelling and one had uh, lip uh, swelling. Um, you know, the vaccine trial had 30,000 uh, patients, um, but it you know, it is a, a rare risk. The short answer to that question is absolutely yes to both. Yes, get facial fillers. Yes, get the vaccination. Um, the most uh, common recommendation is to wait two weeks between vaccination and filler. Uh, but in reality, you can wait and still get temporary swelling. Um, it self-resolves, and that's uh, the good news. Um, if it's significant and um, you're worried about the swelling lasting for days or weeks, then a short course of steroids uh, such as prednisone or medrol um, or antihistamines um, in conjunction with steroids such as Zyrtec, Claritin, Allegra will most often treat uh, the swelling. So I advise vaccination. I advise fillers. Um, separate by two weeks if possible. If there is swelling, contact um, your injector and um, um, I'll be happy to help or your injector will help you. Uh, So one question um, that also uh, pops into mind um, is uh, how can I prolong uh, the life of my fillers and Botox? You know, it's wearing off and I want to see, can I make it last longer? So Uh, When you exercise, I really want you to try to keep your face relaxed. Um, Make this an intention before you start to work out. Work out the rest of your body, but not your face. So, you know, having a mantra like relax, face, relax before you exercise is very helpful. And then you also want to avoid the appearance of fine lines um, due to dehydration of the skin um, as well as sun damage of the skin. So uh, first step, exfoliate. You want to use a vitamin A or tretinoin cream or hydroxy acid cream to exfoliate and stimulate collagen. And then you want to use a hydrator with hyaluronic acid um, uh, so that your face um, and lips are hydrated. And that will also help your fillers um, last longer. Of course, drink water, wear sunglasses when you're outside um, and a hat or a visor so you don't squint. The more you squint, you will... um, wear out your Botox uh, or similar injectable faster. You want to protect the skin from the sun. That's your antioxidants and SPF 30 with zinc or uh, titanium. No smoking, absolutely no smoking. That's the quickest way to age. And then sleep to repair skin. Uh, It's most important to get sleep. People, uh, patients will ask, should I sleep on my back or my side? It is helpful to sleep on your back. Um, If you're sleeping on your side, getting a, a silk or satin pillowcase is also Uh, beneficial for your skin. So if you can only sleep on your side, sleep on your side, whatever helps you get sleep. But if you um, can't sleep on your back, that um, is helpful. What are some, uh, another question, what are some trends for 2021? 
first. Um, I think it's really important to embrace minimally invasive treatment. So adding something to your injectable treatment, adding fractionated CO2 laser resurfacing, adding microneedling, adding peels, adding hydrofacials, um, adding dermaplaning. When you're adding treatments, you get a compounded benefit. So um, one of uh, one of our favorite treatments um, is a combination of a medium depth peel with Botox on the same day, and we call that a Glotox. We are getting a compounded benefit because we're improving the skin as well as relaxing the muscles. So um, embrace those minimally invasive treatments. Top filler trends for 2021 include um, cheek filler that helps under eyes too. Um, really anything that helps your appearance on video. We call it the zoom face. You're looking at your face in video. You're wondering what can you uh, do to help that or this. And so uh, cheek filler is very common to help under eye, uh, the fatigue look under the eyes. Uh, customizing lips is a trend. Um, and customizing lips with fillers and techniques that may involve either hydrating them or plumping them um, or a combination. Uh, jawline contouring, including the chin, uh, both um, uh, volu Juvederm Voluma is used in the chin as well as Restylane and Define, and um, our noses look bigger as we age because our chins and our cheeks tend to recede, and so, um, as well as our, uh, our jawline, so uh, contouring the chin is a trend. And then treating scars, I think we often um, are conscious of our scars and there's a lot of uh, things that we can do to improve uh, scars and fillers um, injecting fillers is one of that those things um, speaking of jawline what can I do to enhance the jawline and I really love a combination treatment here you can use neuromodulators such as Dysport um, or Botox or DeVoe um, to help uh, relax the platysmal bands that pull down on the jawline for a little bit of a jawline lift. Um, more robust fillers such as Juvederm Voluma, Restylane Lift, or Radius can help build up the jawline um, so that it elongates and has more definition. And then um, fat dissolver Kybella um, on the undersurface of the jawline can decrease any extra fat to give it uh, more uh, the jawline more shape or definition and then icing on the cake would be radio frequency microneedling um, our machine is called virtue and the radio frequency um, heats the skin so it tightens it so there's a bit of a firming effect and then the microneedles help the skin texture and tone so that would be a full jawline treatment that's minimally invasive and then as we're um, talking about zoom face what can i do to help zoom face and I think, um, you know, people see themselves in different ways on camera. And so I think being easy on yourself and um, just being kind to yourself is step one. Um, what you're seeing on camera, probably no one else is noticing. Um, but there are things we can do if you're noticing crow's lines or forehead lines. We can soften those with our neuromodulators um, or neurotoxins, you know, our Xeomin, Javo, Dysport, Botox. Um, and then we talked about the under eye hollows. I often like putting Restylane in that area or RHA2 to help with that fatigue look, um, filling nasolabial lines so that they're a little bit softer. Um, and so let's really, um, I think there's a lot of zoom face means different things to different people or watching seeing your face in a selfie or a video means different things to different people. And I think a, a consultation is a great idea um, when you're uh, know you're on camera more.
uh, lips. Let's take a moment and let's discuss lips. The best uh, lip enhancements or augmentations look natural. So if you're noticing someone's lips have been enhanced um, that's or augmented, that's not the goal. The goal is that you, someone else may not notice and just the person themselves um, notices. Natural is key here. And um, we've often forgotten what natural looks like. So um, I'm here to remind you. Our vermilion border, which is the right, the white roll of the lip, shouldn't be tented. It shouldn't be ledged. It shouldn't have a shelf. So injecting into the border is not ideal. The white roll should be a very subtle part of the lip um, that just provides a little bit of a definition. Um, but over-exaggerating that is um, not the goal. We really want to inject the pillows of the lips. The upper lip can have two or three pillows, and the lower lip has um, two pillows. And these are the medical terms called tuber uh, tubercules. And we want to inject these pillows so that um, the lips are naturally enhanced. Um, the goal is to be conservative and not always add a full syringe. So often I will take a half a syringe of filler um, in the lip and then a half of the other half of the syringe, I'll use it to support the tissue and the folds around the lips, um, including assessing and treating the chin. Because often by treating the chin or the folds, the lips um, appear enhanced as well. So it's kind of the effect of if you're going to, you know, repaint a, a door of a house and uh, you really want to look at the rest of the house and make sure the, the roof and the windows and the trim match as well. And so uh, with lips, you also want to look at the tissue surrounding the lips. At times, we may need to dissolve lip filler if there are bumps or if there's filler migration. And so the filler over time can often descend, especially if you've had injections over years. The fillers can descend into weaker parts of the lips, such as the lower edge of the upper lip. And you might see bumps or feel bumps on that inner surface of the lower edge of the upper lip. And it's okay to use um, a medication called hyaluronidase. It's an enzyme that dissolves the hyaluronic acid filler within a day or two. And this helps refine filler, especially if you've been injected, like I said, for years. And so I I want to um, really tell you not to be scared or feel fearful of hyaluronidase. It's really doesn't get rid of all your filler. It's really uh, used to refine um, uh, filler. Um, and sometimes a little bit of a restart is really helpful. And that's where that um, enzyme or that injection helps. Um, and then, you know, lastly, just remember subtlety is the purest form of beauty. So that definitely applies to lips. Um, and sometimes less is more. So we want to enhance, we want to hydrate, we want to improve lines, we want to improve the pillows, um, but we want to do it in a very subtle way. I want to talk about, um, speaking of lips and other areas where we're injecting, there is a, a, something called the dusky danger. And this is within, uh, this is really where, why we keep uh, the hyaluronidase enzymes in the office and why you should always get treatment with filler in a medical office. Because within a few hours after treatment of uh, with filler, if you notice a lighter color in your skin that wasn't there before, the skin looks blanched or dusky, um, or the skin's painful, or there's a discoloration that is, you know, not a, a purple bruise, um, you want to call your injector and let them know. Um, in the meantime, you don't want to ice because ice restricts blood flow and we want to increase circulation if there's any filler in the vessel that's creating what's called vascular compromise. So we actually recommend heat and gentle massage in the case and coming in this case and then coming in to be evaluated promptly. Um, it's very, very rare, but it's important to recognize. Um, so blanched, dusky pain, that's um, important to call.
Um, so now that we've talked about a couple questions, trends, and and a danger to watch for, I want to switch um, s- slightly and review my top injectable programs. Um, and those are um, the Y-Lift, MD Codes, and the Saluja Skin Lift programs. So let me start with the Y-Lift. Um, I started offering the Y-Lift over two years ago in the office. And the Y-Lift is based on the notion that youthful facial contours are shaped like the letter Y. So if you were to superimpose a Y over the face, you'd see that it appears wide at the top, and then it spans the eyes and the cheekbone region, and then it narrows to a point um, culminating in the chin. However, as we age, the upper arms of the Y shape begin to slowly sag downwards. And as the widening occurs, the youthful Y shape of the face begins to disappear. And essentially, the face deflates and loses its volume. It loses its volume. The effect is that um, the sort of the lift of the face becomes um, more sunken and, and, um, and then it the face appears more aged. So we can use the Y lift to restore the cheek contours as well as the jaw, the jawline contours, which is the second Y. Um, or we can use it to enhance cheekbone and jawline. So when we're assessing for a Y lift, those are the two areas we are really looking at the cheek and the jawline. Do these need enhancement or re- restoration? So enhancement, if you're looking for improvement um, at any age and then restoration, if you're looking for improvement for an aging face. And I learned this technique from Dr. Jan Trokel, who's a board-certified maxillofacial surgeon specializing in facial cosmetic surgery. And he um, visited the office and trained me over a number of sessions. I also uh, went to his New York City office um, a number of times um, to learn and refine the technique. And um, it, it was one of the most exciting additions to the practice because it really works to restore a youthful face contour. Um, and it's, it's instant. It really accentuates the cheekbone region, revives the under eye area, sharply defines the jawline, and it lifts the neck instantly. And it requires you know, no incisions, uh, obviously no general anesthesia. It's done in the office with topical anesthesia. Um, and the downtime is very minimal. There's swelling and bruising for up to a week. And it's really, um, it's really a customized enhancement for everyone's unique, uh, for, you know, for each individual's unique facial features. Um, and and what is, you know, truly what is the Y-Lift? It is injections. It's injections using uh, filler, most often Juvederm Voluma, um, but also Radius or Restylane Lift can be used um, in a Y-Lift. And um, we use micro cannulas and needles, and they're inserted um, between the, you know, underneath the skin and underneath the muscle, actually. And it helps lift the muscle, the fascia, and the fat underlying the skin because most of the filler is placed directly over um, the bone and the, you know, that sounds scary and, and um, uncomfortable, but the bone is actually um, an area that's a very safe place to put filler. And um, you actually get, uh, you, you get the filler to go a, a far way by, by having it mimic bone. It looks more natural. The face looks less pillowy and you get that natural looking um, enhanced jawline and cheekbone. And so once the filler's placed, we sculpt it to accentuate and highlight um, those areas. And um, how do I know whether you're a Y-Lift candidate or not? That is really decided through a consultation. How much, how much filler do you need? How do we decide that? That's really decided um, through a facial injectable mapping consultation. So we'll, we'll draw on your face um, and measure and show you where each syringe of filler would go. Um, and so you'll know ahead of time, like this is what we're, 
what we're placing where. Then basically topical anesthesia is applied for approximately 30 minutes. Additional relaxing medicine or nitrous oxide can be given if you prefer. Um, the procedure takes about 30 minutes. And um, post-procedure, we ask you to hold on dental visits for two weeks and hold on travel for a few days um, so that we can see you and make sure that things um, are, are looking good. I usually do a one-week follow-up uh, for uh, to check in and then a four-week follow-up to do any refinements. Um, there's no preparation required for the procedure except to hold blood thinning medicines and supplements for one week prior if possible and to take famcyclovir, acyclovir if you have a history of cold sores or fever blisters um, starting on the day of the procedure. Arnica tablets can be started three days preceding the procedure as well uh, to help with um, inflammation um, um, tenderness, swelling, bruising. Um, and then you're going to continue all your normally prescribed uh, daily routine in terms of skincare and other no uh, medications prior to the procedure if you're on any. Um, if you are going to lose a significant, significant amount of weight, we ask that you hold, uh, you hold on doing the Y-lift until you're uh, closer to the weight you want to maintain. Um, if you have an active infection prior to the procedure, you're going to inform us in this situation. We may also hold on uh, the Y-lift until you're well again. Um, the Y-lift can last between one and three years, and that varies on the patient's individual metabolism. Um, we all dissolve filler at different rates, and so if um, you know somebody has a faster metabolism for filler, we might do a touch-up in one year, and other people it might be two or three years. Uh, cost comes up. What's the price of the Y-lift? The price can range greatly. Um, it's charged by how much product we use to determine your own individual result and which areas you want to focus on. I may have patients that just want to focus on cheekbone. I may have patients that just want to focus on jawline. We may have patients that want to focus on the whole thing. They might want to do, say, focus on cheekbone, jawline, temple. Uh, let's also refine around the mouth. Um, um, maybe add add the lips. So typically a full Y-lift procedure can range anywhere between um, $5,000 and up. Um, but some people will have a mini lift and that might start at 1500 or somebody may have a, a mid face treatment or they're only treating a certain area and that might range from 2000 to 3000. So it, it really depends on the number of syringes and how, um, complete of a, a facial, uh, treatment with injectables you'd like to do. Uh, sometimes we can do the full facial mapping with um, injectables and do a full Y-lift, but split it up over a few visits. Um, so it, it, there's definitely options and it's definitely customizable. Um, I inject the most um, filler in Central Florida. And um, what I've learned over the years is that that you really have to listen to the patient to see what they want because there are a lot of people that want one and done for a while and then a lot of people that prefer uh, small amounts um, you know every quarter and both both ways are absolutely um, acceptable one of the more um, recent uh, techniques I've learned is called MD codes and MD codes really is based on the philosophy that the face is like a house and that um, laying the foundation is always the first step for the best results. And in the MD codes, the foundation is the cheekbone. And uh, in that way, it's similar to the Y-lift and the cheekbone is kind of the area you start to assess. Um, and it's really amazing how, how uh, interesting it is by enhancing the cheekbone and how we're able to make other areas of the face also improve. Um, you know, these areas are all interconnected. And so uh, improving one area may make the marionette improving, for example, improving the cheekbone may make the marionette or the nasolabial fold look better. 
So once we have the foundation improved, the next step is looking at the contour. And that's the framing, the f floors, the walls. And so if we're looking at contour, um, we're starting to really look at chin area, jowl area, and jawline area. So after cheeks, we then look at chin, jawline, um, jowl, and that's contour. And then last, we look at refinements. And patients will often come and ask for the refinements first. And refinements, if you um, compare it to a house, is like the interior uh, decor. So we really want to add those last, if possible. And that's the nasolabial fold, the marionettes, and the lips. Um, so um, I will always educate you on lay your foundation first, look at your cheekbone, contour, or construct the framing, the floors, the walls, which is your chin, jawline, jowl area, and then refine the interior decor, which is a nasolabial marionette and lips. And that way you have the education, but ultimately it's your choice. Sometimes, you know, instant gratification wins out and we just, we just want to do the lips and the nasolabial folds and, um, and get on our way. But by having that education, you can come back and maybe the next visit be ready for uh, talking about uh, cheeks and chin. So um, ask me about MD codes. And then finally, I want to talk about um, the, uh, the Saluja Skin Lift programs. And um, these are my customized programs that are non-surgical, involve Botox or uh, similar neurotoxin and filler. And I have a gentle lift, um, and I often use the gentle lift in patients that are under 50 um, or are in maintenance phase with fillers, and we combine a full face muscle relaxation with our uh, Botox or similar uh, neuromodulator, and then we do fillers. Um, I have a confidence lift, which is usually our, my patient's uh, uh, 50 and up, um, and that's where we add a bonus syringe of uh, filler um, along with the neuromodulators or the muscle relaxer, uh, you know, Botox or similar. Um, I have a sculpting lift, and that's where we use uh, Sculptra. And then um, I have a longevity lift, and that's where we use Bellafill, which is the five plus year filler. Um, and then I have a uh, chin lift, which is where I use um, Kybella. And uh, Kybella is an injectable that dissolves uh, fat and helps with jawline contour, um, especially as some of our fat descends um, into the uh, submandibular below jawline area, below chin area, and sometimes even in the jowl area. So um, these um, are some, uh, some ways to, to customize uh, things for you. Um, What's new in the pipeline? What's new in the pipeline? So it's interesting. Something I'm really excited about is QWO, Quo. I'm not even sure how to pronounce it yet, but it, the name of the new medication is called QWO. And it's a non-surgical injectable that will be released this year in 2021 as a treatment for moderate to severe cellulitis in the buttocks of adult women. And this is the first of its kind of injectable. So I really want you to stay tuned as we learn more. Um, so we're really starting to do injectables off the face. For example, in fact, I forgot to tell you that um, I do Sculptra in, um, in a different manner, different dilution, different injection technique to rejuvenate the neck and the chest as well. Um, a lot of people are, uh, a lot of my patients complain about crepey neck um, or um, kind of a crepey uh, decollete. And so uh, I use a vial of Sculptra in each area and we may repeat that in uh, six weeks and do a second vial, but it really helps with the texture um, of the skin. We've done um, 
skin above uh, the elbows or above the knees in a similar manner. So we're doing more things off body. Um, also been using radius for um, a booty lift for uh, people who want to augment um, uh, you know, kind of the upper buttock area for a lift. And so we have been doing more injectables off the body. Um, I recommend a consultation on those. And then, um, and then I'm really kind of looking forward to the newer things in the pipeline, including this new injectable for cellulite, because there hasn't really been a lot of um, minimally, there really is nothing that works very well in um, our current armamentarium of, of minimally invasive or in, of injectables really for buttocks and for cellulite. Um, so that's a wrap um, on the For Your Best Self podcast, Skin Injectables Part 2. I'm Dr. Saluja, and it was a pleasure to be with you today. Suscri- subscribe to our For Your Best Self podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Dr. Saluja, Dr. Um, Novo on YouTube. And until next time. <laughs>